we've been in 12 hours of prayer today and it's it's been really good and I'll I'll save mine for a little bit to share that and I wanted to start off with anybody who wants to share from we start at 6 in the morning so I always want to give the 6 a.m. people the first the first choice to come up so Eddie would you like to share and give them walk slow Eddie so they get the camera ready <laughs> had a glorious time this morning and uh, the theme was an interesting one it's something familiar but that was so profound that we experienced the presence of God while we were praying it's a very familiar verse that came alive this morning it's first John chapter 4 starting from verse 16 we have known and believed the love that God has for us. Oh, the way we heard it. We have experientially known and we have believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so we are in this world. When the love of God is manifested in us and we abide in it, we will have boldness on the day of judgment because of that love of God that is in all of us. Now, the reason we went there this morning was that we were talking about reconciliation between brothers and sisters, husband and wives. And there were some testimonies about how reconciliation happened and how easy it is to carry a grudge for a long time and not realizing we're destroying ourselves by carrying the grudge. But when we have the love of God established in us, when we know we are loved by God, it's easier to forgive when you know you're loved. He said we love because he loved us first. And so this is what we were praying about this morning, that everyone here at Jubilee Church, we might come to the place where we actually love one another fervently. Why? Because there's Christ in everyone here. Christ in everyone who is your hope of glory. When I look at our brother there, Christ in you. Christ in you. Christ in you. Larry, Christ in you. When we stop seeing each other in the flesh, but see each other in the spirit, then we begin to walk in this boldness on the day of judgment, because we have loved, because he loved us, we are like him in this world. What distinguishes us from the world is that we walk in love, because God is love. I'd like to pray this over everyone here, and if you don't know, mind standing up for a minute. Oh, 
soul may we be apprehended by this truth that God loves us. Oh, that we might know and our know knows that you love us. Oh, that we might bask in the fullness of that love. Lord Jesus, you loved us first. I pray for everyone here, for myself also. That we might begin to walk in the fullness of that love. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. Larry, would you like to come up? Larry leads the, the 8 o'clock watch. I think Larry starts in the in the six o'clock watch, stays through the eight o'clock watch, comes, and then I saw Larry here all the way up till twelve o'clock, through the ten o'clock watch. So, yeah, yeah, I like I like it here. <laughs> I like it. And uh, so when I came, I came at eight, and uh, I had some time to interact with the people that were here. There were quite a few. There were about six or eight, which is a lot for the early morning. But they all have things to do. That's one reason they come early. And Eddie goes to work and, and others uh, have places to go and do. And um, so they all disappeared. So I sat down, but one stayed. And uh, I know her quite well, Susan Carra. Uh, we, my wife and I, we support their ministry in the Philippines, her and Rolly. And uh, I was, I said, good, I, I want to have time to, to pray with her because they have plans for new ministries. And so we spent a fair amount, about half an hour, praying for her and her daughter. Her daughter is going into the Air Force. And believe it or not, her daughter wants to be a mechanic, okay? Yeah. And she's gone through a mechanic school and the teacher there, the, the person who did it, said he would recommend her for any job. She was, she's really good. And, but she has a heart for ministry. And the Lord gave, gave, us, gave me a word. He, he said when she gets there, first thing she does, one of the first things is contact the chaplain. Find out who the Christian community is there and what he's doing. And you can fold that in to what you're supposed to do. You don't have to do it while you're running the job. You can get direction on, on how to do both. And they are looking at uh, a new ministry in Bangladesh and <clears throat> in India. And if you want to pick two difficult places, uh, <laughs> those are them. They work with, through YWAM. YWAM already has a presence there. And, uh, but no, that's what they feel uh, called to. And she said a lot of it, they like to work amongst the poor, which is what they did in their other ministry. They brought a lot of things, food and, and other things uh, to people there, as well as uh, uh, preaching the gospel. And that gives you license to preach when you take care of those needs. And, but she doesn't know where the resources will come from. Aha, so we prayed about that. So I was glad to have that time. And then there was a lull uh, when nobody else came. So I said, okay, that's fine with me because I, can, I pray. And so I, it's, it's, I didn't know what to pray for. I mean, I could come up with things, but 
So I opened the word. That's where I get my direction from. And I said, okay, Lord, let me open it up and uh, see, see what you say. Well, a thing that I've been thinking about a lot and the Lord's been telling me about is um, what he's going to do with the church. And I, I have an engineering degree from USC, so naturally I'm a football fan. And uh, we brought in a new coach last year. SC was four and eight, worst record they ever had. So they fired that guy. And they brought in a new coach. And he said, the first thing we have to do is change the culture of this place. Before we can be a championship team, we have to change the culture. It's not there right now. They lost it. SC always had it. But in the last, you know, five years or so, they lost it. And they did. They're 11-1 and one now, doing great. And they're probably going to play for playing for the conference championship. And if they win that game, they'll be praying for the national. It's only one year. And the whole challenge was it's not that they didn't have talent. And he brought in some more talent to change the culture. And the Lord said, said told me that's what we're doing. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to change the culture of the church, at least that remnant of the church. So then I think naturally in my mind, you know, I'm an analytical person. Okay, what's he going to do? How's he going to do that? You know, and one of the things, and I shared this with Pastor Stephen, he agreed. We don't know what he's going to do. We just know the next step. And it's what Rosie was saying about using what he's already given you, starting there and then moving into what he's shown you. And so um, Allie and Becky, I talked to uh, Pastor Becky, I know her pretty well, about the 14th, December 14th, and she wanted me to participate, my wife and I, and, and um, to have a station where we could, I like to exhort people, I'm not a prophet, but I know the word, and, I, and I'm talkative, and I can exhort people. And to do that, to do what, what I can do. And <clears throat> going to have several, four, 14, I guess. And, and then Dan uh, is interested in evangelism like I am. So I'm going to help him out on his station, too. And so I was thinking about that, and I was praying. The Lord said, pray about that. Because that is using what you have and building on it. And so I said, Lord, this is the church inside ministering to each other, ministering to each other, saying, here we are. Come, let us minister, let us love you. And um, so I started praying about that, to, to bless that, and let there be bonds Formed and and Pastor Steve is trying to do it. I mean, I, I, he has every Sunday he has people pray for each other, and there was that one Sunday when that's all they did. Started out praying for people in the cafe. We saw that one on uh, on YouTube, and so I was remembering that and I was praying that. And I said, Yeah, okay, he's changing the culture and getting people used to. In, within the congregation of caring for each other, praying for each other, carrying each other's uh, burdens, at least uh, for a little while. So I see this, this thing uh, as, as part of that. And then um, 
uh, Chris came, and I'll let her tell about what, what we prayed about when she came. She came about 20 to 10 or something like that. She came early from, from, from her watch. I'll let her share about that. But also, uh, then the Lord gave me, so I opened the word up, and he gave me uh, John 12, where he, he raised Lazarus up. Before he raised him up, people were down on Jesus. Where were you? You know, you, know, you, you talk big, and we've seen you do things, but where were you concerning Lazarus, the, the man who you love? And he had to demonstrate to them he was doing a greater thing than what they knew of, what they understood at the time. And when he raised Lazarus, he let him die, and he raised him from the dead. And so the Lord was telling me, that's what I'm doing. He said, my timing with this country. He says, I'm letting it die. I'm letting things die here before I raise it from the dead. And I said, oh, <laughs> I knew that was good from, from him because it's better than I could think of. And so I, I was praying along with that, and it was, it was fruitful. And then I said, oh, yeah, but what's it going to be like? And he, he took me to Isaiah 63, uh, verse 9, and it said, He redeemed them in love and mercy. And that's the church's job. To do. We're not the judges here. You know, it's not us against them, people. You know, our view towards people is that everybody is, is a candidate for salvation. I don't care what they've done. They, maybe they're going to go to jail. I don't know. I, I have no ask. not my business. <laughs> my business is to bring as many people as possible, whatever they've done or whatever situation they're in, to Christ. And he does it through his presence. Uh, it's, it's in 63. I call it the angel of his presence. At least uh, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Maybe that's us. I don't know. Um, and his presence and then through love and mercy through him he's going to redeem and a lot of people are going to be redeemed it's it's but it's not going to be through our devices we thought the midterms were going to straighten stuff out no it didn't it didn't and it's not going to it's going to be him sovereignly that does it and will surprise us all how how he does it so that's all i know and then the other thing, and I was talking to Pastor Steve about this, is that we know something's coming, but we don't really know exactly what it is. But we work from the point of knowing something's coming. And the worship, uh, one song that um, uh, was about beholding him. And I said, yeah, that's our next step, to behold him and wait for what he brings. And, and as, as Rosie said, to use what we've got and to behold them. Those are two instructions that we know. We don't have to know the end. We just have to know the next step. Well, those are two of the steps. So all of that came, <laughs> came from mostly being by myself and, and uh, with uh, Susan for, for her situation and, and her daughter's situation. And, and um, then we started praying. Then uh, Chris came. She came early. 
which is good. So then we switched to, to praying together. So I'll let her talk, talk about that part. Larry, would you declare that over Oh, us yeah, that's then? right. I always forget that part. <laughs> yeah. Lord, what, what, what you showed us about using what we've got and through what Rosie said and, and what you showed me. And also um, beholding you. And uh, Lord, we pray that you change the culture. And I, I know Pastor Steve and, and others are working on that that you change the culture, that we, we see redemption through love and mercy, and that we learn to do it to each other here, to practice, because <laughs> he's going to have us take it out into the world. And, and it's good if we're, if we're learning it here, uh, Lord, or in our families, or, or other, other places where you're already operating. Lord, then we can go to the places where um, we're bringing captives in from the enemy. And there was a song on that, too, uh, about taking people from Satan and bringing them into the kingdom. It was, it was there also, and I was glad to see that. So, Lord, we, 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 we just pray that we learn, that, that we understand the steps, and we follow them. And, and we don't have to know the end. We don't have to know where we're going. We just have to know the next step and that we can trust you. And we just give you praise to do it. And also, again, with uh, Susan and her daughter and Rolly, um, that you, you'll continue, you'll move in their lives in great ways. I think that all three of them are destined for great things. And so we thank you for that. In your name, amen. Amen. Chris. Prayer time is uniquely wonderful and exciting. Uh, for the last couple of days, the Lord's been putting a song on my heart. It said, bind us together, bind us together. Okay, okay, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? Bind us together in love. Oh, okay, that's a little different than I was interpreting this song. And on my way here tonight, that song popped up on my playlist. And that's the key to it. We're being bound together in love. Love to honor each other, because when we pray, we pray off of what each other has already given. We only have a portion of what the Lord is trying to tell us. So when one person starts, another person will hear something in what is being said, and it excites their heart. It happens in any prayer room, whether it's in the back with Edie. It's beautiful. We, when Larry speaks, or whoever is here in our prayer session, it's beautiful because all of a sudden something in my heart gets excited and I expound on it. And then somebody else and somebody else and we see this magnificent wonderfulness of God showing up. And as Larry has said, you know, we know that the Lord is doing things. You hear people in the grocery store, there was a lady says, yeah, I know God's coming real soon. And I thought, oh Lord, everybody's expecting next week. And we get impatient. So we had started praying about that, just, you know, wait on the Lord, wait for him and his timing. 
and he gave me the scripture. Come on, it's been there. Okay, in First Titus, it, uh, Paul is saying, he says, I'm, I'm writing to you about the future of faith, of God's chosen ones, and lead them to the full knowledge, because we only know in part. We only know a little bit of what he's doing, and it's exciting, but we cannot get ahead of him. For to lead us into the full knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness, which rests on hope of eternal life. God, who never lies, has promised, and a discussion, he's promised it, that before time began, now this was the key, in his own time. Oh, not mine. <laughs> not mine. Not next week, Lord. Mm. In his time, he will end a discussion, unveil his word through the preaching of the gospel, which was entrusted to each one of us. He entrusted his word whether we speak it out in prayer or go out and meet somebody in the marketplace. He entrusted his word. And that's the command of God, to speak life. So what we do is equip each other with more fullness of his love. He's binding us together in that love so that when one is, is going through a hard time, we know it. We hold each other up. We honor each other. We're family. So he says, bind us together in love. Learn what he's giving. Listen to him. He speaks through us. Why, I'm not sure. <laughs> but he does. And it's in his time. His perfect time. Because we'll mess it up if we take the lead on it. So Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the words that you gave us today that will permeate in our hearts, that we wait on you because you're a perfect one and your timing is perfect. So Lord, you're going to continue to pour down more revelation to us because we only know in part. But the part we have is so glorious, we want to meditate on it and stay there, build tabernacles in honor of it, but that's not what you want. You want us to keep moving binding us together, keep drawing off of each other and building your kingdom here on earth. So we thank you, Father, for the, all the input that you're putting into each and every one of us, your chosen vessels, your children, to speak your word, your truth, your love. Thank you, Father. Amen. We agree. Dee, did you want to come forward? course. Good. <laughs> so the Jay's watch was just amazing, like Chris and Larry and Ede and Pastor Brian said, but um, 
There's just so much always happened, just so many miracles and moments and like Pastor Steve's book, so many speckles and sparkles. It's just pretty phenomenal. But um, today, towards the end of the watch, I was just overcome by Victoria's testimony. So I just wanted to share a little bit of it and release the testimony of healing and restoration. She Okay, can I hold your hand? Hi, Jubilee. Father says he's coming, and you're here. God bless you. I just shared that, um, that I was going through some uh, medication withdrawal, and I was really scared, and I was suffering a lot. And uh, Diana and Allie, helped me so much, encouraged me, and gave me a lot of insight on how to form a relationship, close relationship with Jesus. I grew up uh, essentially talking to God and holding Jesus up in the sky, kind of sacred, but I didn't have like a relationship with him, a close one. And um, Diana was totally coaching me about um, reaching out to Jesus, and I did it all night. And I remembered what she told me to say, which was great. <laughs> and um, it worked. So um, I only had one night of uh, hell, <laughs> you know, that um, could have put me in a hospital. But um, here I am. All right. Glory Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, honey. All right. Thank you, So when Victoria shared her testimony today, and she spoke about how the lies, the anxiety, and the oppression kept her at such a distance from Jesus. My heart was rent because even knowing him and having my full inheritance, I've been oppressed and attacked with this off and on so long and no more, just like she was saying today in the watch, no more. And so I stood in agreement with her in the watch and I stand in agreement and I'm gonna release that prayer on her behalf over everyone right now and then I have a short thing I'm gonna share. But Father, we thank you that there is no distance between you and us, that we get to stand in you, Jesus, to have freedom from fear and anxiety and oppression and every evil thing that would come to steal, kill, or destroy. And it's in you we have life and peace and freedom and health and joy and rest, forgiveness of sins and an eternal inheritance in you, Jesus. And I thank you that it is our portion forevermore. In Jesus' name. Woo! So, <laughs> I need to be a bass player right now. There's a song been going on my heart this week, too. We used to sing with our youth group a long time ago. Ain't nobody like, ain't nobody like, ain't nobody like my Jesus. There ain't nobody like, ain't nobody like, ain't nobody like my Lord. Ain't nobody like, there ain't nobody like, there ain't nobody like my Jesus. <laughs> that was the fun part of the song, but this song, I loved it because every single part after that chorus was always an encounter with Jesus, just like Victoria had. Some would talk about man with the withered hand. Remember that story? <laughs> Some would talk about Lazarus, how he rose. 
oh, that was our pastor, youth pastor too, and he used to really get into it because after he, gets his, he told his story about Lazarus, then he would jump up and say, roll that stone, roll that stone away, roll that stone. Yeah, we had some pumped up times. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm not quiet. <laughs> and I always used to tell the one about the woman at the well. Oh, we love that story because afterwards, not only did she meet the man who that if she'd asked him for a drink, he would have given her water that she would never thirst again, living water. But then she went and told everybody else about the man who told her everything about herself. So that song was about encounters, like Victoria told. And all this week, that song's been in my head. And then another song um, by Bibi and Cece Winans, and it's called In Return. And the gist of this song, I'm just gonna sing, share one of the verses. The gist of this song is, kind of like along what Rosie was sharing, and Larry echoed, and um, about giving, about what we have to give. And it's so funny, because during the watch today, I was listening to Larry when he read uh, Isaiah 63, 9, and I remembered that he stopped and paused and said, hmm, angel of the Lord's presence, what's that? So I looked it up. <laughs> angel of the Lord's presence, it's the Holy Spirit, it's the Lord in the midst, and it's just said that way. No different reference, but I remember when Larry prayed that out and spoke that out about the redeemed, it just jumped in my heart because I could see what he was saying. I could see um, lives, so to speak, that were in distress and, and, and the angel of his presence coming and meeting them and loving them into full redemption as Larry prayed it out. So I loved that. And then right after that came in Mary Frances and she, got, she had a vision Mary Frances has to share the vision, but I know when she shared her vision, I could see a similar thing because it was about the lost coming in and getting found by the shepherd. Beautiful vision. And so I'm like praying alongside, tagging along their prayers and their dreams, and I'm thinking, what is it, Lord? What is it? What is it you want me to say? What is it? What, how do I jump in? And then all in the middle of it, I start researching, hmm, the little drummer boy. Now, that doesn't sound like it goes with it, right? But we were talking about how we were availing ourselves in the encounters that we're having with Jesus here in our watches to pray about things we don't see or don't know, like we only know a little bit, like Larry was saying. We just know the next step of when God's bringing in more loss, redeeming the prodigals, and transforming our lives. So everything we bring and everything we give in our offering it's not just our resources and what we've earned, it's our time, talents, and the affections of our heart. I mean, I'm not telling most of you anything you don't already know, but God keeps just reminding me. And so all these songs have the same running theme. What do you have to give? What do you have to give? So this says, all I have to give was a broken heart torn apart. All I had to give was an empty hope of promises. But in return, you gave me joy that could never be told. And in return, you gave me love. That was more precious than gold. So whatever you have to give, you don't have to be ashamed. Just come as you are and present it in Jesus' name. For in return of a torn life, he'll give you life abundantly. And in return of a raging storm, the Lord will calm your sea. So whatever you have, the Lord has so much more. So what do you have to give? 
So I just kept praying through that on my own. I didn't really pray that out loud because I'm like, how's it fit, Lord? And then the little drummer boy came in my mind. And I started looking, well, that's not in the Bible. <laughs> you guys know that, right? Little drummer boy's not in the Bible. <laughs> the gift of the Magi, yeah, that's part of it. But it's still the same running theme. This poor boy wanted to give something to the glorious king that he learned about. And he gave what he had to give. So that's what it's about for me in today's watch. And so what did I have to give? I had to just come into agreement with all these words of all these hearts that were encountering Jesus and say, here I am, Lord, to give my part. And that's saying, yes, I agree, and yes, and amen. And then one of the very last things that were prayed, Sister Cindy, woo! <laughs> she was praying for people who had you know, possible struggles with finances. And during this time, of the year for whatever reason and it struck my heart so deeply and two things came spliced together one the widow with the oils the jars of oil that's pretty close to my heart because I'm a widow <laughs> but this story in 2nd Kings chapter 4 tells the story of a woman who was destitute pretty much she was prepared to just be ready to die her and her sons, and her sons be given up for slavery because she had no more resources left. Her husband had died. So then she asked the prophet Elisha, he says, what do you need? And he instructs her and he tells her and she does it. She fills all the jars with oil. And she says, sells them so they can have a profit and they can meet their needs. So in the story, it's about her having resources to be able to maintain her life and the lives of her son. But for me, what happened in the watch today was it married with my, my verse for the year. Thank you, Super Dulles. Over the last year and a half, as I've been walking through healing and restoration out of anxiety and depression and biblical counseling, and then also in the healing rooms, all through um, the pandemic, online and here, I've been in and out quite a bit, walking in restoration. And one of the things that Sue had encouraged me at the end of 2021 was asked the Lord for a verse for the year. And the verse that he gave me was Romans 15, 13. So, back to the oil in jars. The resources that the Lord provided for this widow and her sons so that they could sustain their lives was a tangible resource. But what God hit my heart with today, when that was prayed out by Cindy for the people that have needs financially, there was so much more in my heart, and what it was was Romans 15, 13, that God, you would be able to infuse a spirit of hope as the divine resource. Because you can meet a need, and then there might be another one next week and next month and next year. But when you come with a spirit of hope, there's a transformation that is endless, limitless, and cannot be exhausted. And that's what he put in my heart today. And that's what I want to release it. Coming to the end here, would you use this as our, as our closure? And would you just speak it not, over, not just over all those here, but over all yes. of Jubilee, all those watching online, yes. that, 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 that increase that comes from, yes. from, from Romans 15. So Romans 15 and 13, it, it says, oh, and it's up there. Now may the God of hope 
And that's the resource. That's the inexhaustible resource. May the God of hope fill you like those oils were filled. Those jars were filled with oil. Fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for what it's meant to me for this year. I thank you that you've permeated it in me, that now I can connect it to every encounter that I have with Jesus and every encounter that someone else has with Jesus and every encounter that's coming to those that have yet to receive the boundless hope that you promised, Lord Jesus. I come into agreement with heaven, Lord God, that that is the portion for those that call on your name out of a pure heart and those that seek your face, Lord Jesus. That's what you have, a limitless and endless supply of hope attached to joy and believing, Lord God, by the Holy Spirit overflowing in abundance, Lord Jesus. No end to it. And I thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we agree. Thank you, Dee. Well, again, I want to encourage everybody that if, if you're able to come on Wednesdays and you can come into one of the watches, you'll get like what Dee was talking about. You'll kind of, and Chris, where you'll just start in there and you'll just kind of connect in a place of agreement. God will speak to you. God will speak to you something and he'll give you your portion and your part to, to say. So I encourage you to, to come. And if you can't get here during the day, come at the, the last watch and, and, and before service and, and just become a part. Because it is the, for, for me, it is one of the most fruitful times of the week to just connect not only with the Lord, but also with the, with the body, the living body of, of Jesus here at Jubilee. So I bless your week. And bless the rest of your day and you're, you're going out and coming in in Jesus' name. Amen.